Hello, dear friends. We're sincerely happy to welcome you again, and today we're going to talk to the esteemed Igor Mikhailovich Danilov. Greetings. Igor Mikhailovich, after our previous videos, what everyone is silent about and are you ready? We received a lot of responses and feedback from people, from participants of the Creative Society project, and I want to tell you with immense gratitude that people are very happy that we hold such open and honest conversations. They feel your tremendous support and inspiration to act. And people themselves say, inspiration to shout, to inform the entire planet about the Creative Society project. Indeed, we received a lot of questions after this video, such as, how can I help in building the Creative Society? Or questions like, how can I become a volunteer for the Creative Society project? There were many people who said, I understand that the best investment is actually an investment in the Creative Society. So can you please tell me, how can I support the Creative Society project financially? And certainly, a lot of people have supported your initiative and your idea that it would be great in the Creative Society to financially encourage those people who took an active part in building it. And of course, there have been many people who expressed sincere gratitude to you, but they said that they don't need money. They are doing this solely to help the entire humanity survive and live in a wonderful world. We understand this. Thank you, friends. But we are certainly doing this solely from the perspective that we want all of humanity to survive, so that all of us would live in a beautiful and safe world. We didn't mean to offend anyone. This initiative is actually aimed at thanking you in some way. And in reality, people do deserve that. As for this reward, we consider it to be the right thing. You know, I understand that people invest their money and their time not in order to get some kind of rewards for that or something else. But on the other hand, for another five years, even after the Creative Society is built, money will be in circulation. So why not? If people really deserve it, what's bad about that? A simple question. I understand that many of you do not need this, and you're really doing all this with a pure heart. This is wonderful. Friends, we, all of us, are also doing our best so that this world remains, but changes for the better. That would be good. Yes, Igor Mikhailovich. You know, there were also certain misunderstandings after those videos, in particular, after the video what everyone is silent about. And people asked the following question. Some of them calculated the total bonus fund right away and asked, where will the money come from for all that? It comes out to be a big amount. Well, we don't know what the amount will be. We hope the amount will be huge, not just big, right? Right. That a lot of people will join in and inform about the Creative Society, and people will really deserve that prize. That's what we hope for. As for the question, where will the money come from, we can surely tell you that military budgets all over the world represent a huge amount, plus there are bureaucrats and a mass of improper spending. Just calculate how much is spent on fighting the climate, while in reality it doesn't go anywhere, right? And there are lots of other aspects. 
However, that would actually be wrong. Why? Well, I believe any macroeconomist has already answered the question, where will the money come from? But for those who are, let's say, not economists, we will answer in a simple way and try to make it clear, right? Immediately after the Creative Society is built, a new monetary unit will be introduced, let's call it X, while later on it will be up to people what to call it. So this monetary unit X will be, let's say, the main and the only one. All other currencies that exist in the world, there are quite a lot of various currencies, they will all cease to exist. Yes, an exchange of your savings will be conducted, for instance, as it often happened, it happened in many countries, and in some countries it is still happening now. The exchange of existing money for this currency X will be carried out at a certain rate, the rate will be determined by economists, they will decide which way is right. For instance, as of today, the only currency that is more widely used in our world is the US dollar, right? As an option, let's link $10 to one unit of currency X, for example. And this kind of exchange will take place, okay? But taking into account, again, this is a very important point, taking into account the limitation of wealth. In other words, you have savings. If, let's say, your savings exceed the maximum threshold, it means the remaining funds will simply not be exchanged. A lot of people will say, this money will go somewhere. Guys, it won't go anywhere, it will just cease to exist. Let's start with a simple thing. Well, perhaps, in order to make it clearer, I will digress a little bit, forgive me, friends. Nowadays, there is a lot of money in different countries, but there is money that belongs to the government, there is money that belongs to a private organization, let's say, the private federal bank, there are private entities that print money, and that money is the main currency linked to the petrodollar. It used to be linked to gold, then it was released, now it is somehow indirectly linked to oil, and so on. However, it is printed by the Federal Reserve Bank, which is private. A lot of people think that it's American money, it belongs to America. But is this really true? Just look how funny this is, right? There are people who own banks. That's wonderful, isn't it? What do banks do? They count money. But it is much better to own or issue money, let's say, so that money would be your property. It's more interesting that way. What is my point, friends? That money which will be issued in the Creative Society will be ours. I mean, it will be the money of the whole society. Therefore, where money will come from for payouts and for everything else, you know. It is such a simple, ridiculous question. It is our money, and we issue it. And with the understanding that money will only exist for about five years at the most, everything sort of falls into place and we don't need the surplus. But on the other hand, money will still be needed as an exchange unit 
during the transition period. Thus, it is wrong to keep that money which exists now. It would be more correct to issue a new currency that would replace all currencies. Then it will be easier to put things in order, so to say, and there won't be either private money or separate countries. The subject of separation and the subject of lack of funds will disappear. There will be enough for rewarding volunteers, as well as for paying that very universal basic income, also for payments for having children, let's say. Well, we discussed this and did a little math. And here's the result. I will digress a little bit again. While the creative society is developing, let's say, from the first days, as soon as people begin to receive the universal basic income, which they should receive from the first month right away, what can happen, let's say, when people have an opportunity to live and life is sharply changing, the birth rate might go down drastically. Well, in the creative society, unlike a consumer society, people are very much needed. Therefore, in order to at least somehow stimulate the birth of children, later on we will hope for people's conscientiousness. So, we propose, for example, for the birth of the first child, a family should immediately receive, on the same day as the child is born, $100,000, based on today's rates. This amount should be deposited to their account as kind of an incentive. Later on, the universal basic income per child should be at least $5,000 every month, until the age of 6. Then, until the age of 18, it should be $7,000. And already starting at the age of majority, at 18 years of age, a person, like everyone else, should receive $10,000, this is the minimum. In other words, based on the prices as of today, I emphasize, as of today, because by the time we build a creative society, there may be no dollar at all. Who knows? Such is life, or there will be a high rate of inflation, right? So we refer to the present day. And based on today, every person should receive $10,000 minimum. It seems to me that this is right. Well, some people will say, then what's the point of working? Exactly, and you are provided with housing. I'll digress a little bit. Again, friends, some people will say, well, this will contribute to inflation, that is, a large money stock in people's hands. No, friends. Any inflation must be stopped by law, meaning there won't be any rising prices. Next, there will be no private banks. Just for you to understand, inflation and, let's say, everything else is man-made. It is people who do that. Oftentimes, banks begin to play with currency, exchange rates and everything else. We understand that nowadays we have a market-based consumerist format. People need to survive somehow, to create conditions for business. All of this is understandable. It is tried economics. But the creative society is a completely different system, totally different. It is oriented and directed towards improving the quality of human life, towards people's safety. The creative society must do everything in order for human life to become better and better every day. It must be a beautiful world, focused on the quality of life of every one of you, friends, on your life, my friend, first and foremost. Therefore, the presence of funds, no matter how much of them there are, 
will not create the conditions for any inflation or anything else to occur. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, I'll repeat, money will exist for five years at the most, and then it won't be needed at all. That is why there can be no inflation or anything else. What is also important, the argument that people won't work while receiving those funds. They will. Even if a person gets an extra $2,000 at work, that will already be not $10,000, but $12,000. Family capabilities improve radically. Why? As of today, a good car, well, let's say, a more or less decent one, costs more than $100,000. A person has to work for a year to buy a car. If a family consists of two people, plus if there are children, well, it's clear that it is possible to save money during a year, but if you go to work and do something, well, it will be faster, right, to earn money for a nice car. That's one of the stimuli. There is another important stimulus. You know, to do something good for people, to create and see that it is helping, well, that's nice. And if you also get money for that, that's really good, right? So I don't think people will stop working, even after the introduction of, let's say, the second stage. Well, if we don't take the stage of informing as the first one, but we take already when, let's say, we've already built a creative society, there will be a transition period, and then, indeed, entering the creative society, money as such will disappear, because it will no longer be needed. The introduction of certain technologies will eliminate money altogether. Why? You simply won't need it. So, I do not see a problem with money at all. For instance, what kind of technology and what can it change? We've mentioned more than once. For example, something like a microwave oven, something that transforms, let's say, elementary particles into something that you need for your household. Tell me, friends, what do you spend most of your money on? On purchasing something, right? Okay. In order to meet a basic need, food, some clothes… Food, clothes, yes, everything. Right, those very medications. Absolutely right. We usually go to a store, to a pharmacy or somewhere else. In this case, you don't have to go anywhere. Neither to a store nor to a pharmacy. You don't have to spend money. Why? All you have to do is push a button or type in what you want on your smartphone, and it will all be immediately constructed for you, so to say, okay? Just to make it clear, because everything in this world is made up of the same elementary particles. Once we learn how to manage this process and understand what is at the core, but friends of mine, we already understand what is at the core. Excuse me, we already teleport elementary particles we can already manipulate entangled particles, can't we? I mean, we already know that. But so far, officially, our science doesn't know yet, let's put it carefully, what energy works there, or by what means, let's say, entangled particles connect among themselves. There is a lack of understanding so far that cannot be electricity. Why? Because regardless of distance, even if one particle is at one end of the galaxy and another one is at the other end, or if they are in different galaxies, they connect with each other instantaneously. A change in one particle changes the other particle, hence what? They have a permanent, real-time connection, right? In other words, there is a constant contact. But let's take elementary physics, particles are at enormous distances. Let's say one particle is here on our arm of our galaxy on Earth, while another one is God knows where, 
on the other side of the galaxy, three galaxies away. Calculate how much energy would we need in order to connect, let's say, by means of a radio wave. I'm not even saying how many billions of years it would take if that galaxy is God knows where. I'm just saying how much energy it would take so that it doesn't dissipate. We would need to focus a certain beam to target it, megawatts of electricity and things like that would be needed. Isn't that true? Yes, exactly. But it is really a tremendous energy because… So that there would be no losses, right? Yes, for those particles to actually get connected. So a question arises, what kind of energy do they generate in such a case? After all, they are supposed to generate this energy, one particle and another particle, in order to connect with each other. And how much energy can despair create then? Meanwhile, excuse me, in our world, everything is made up of these particles, simple elementary particles. Well, somehow it immediately becomes not quite understandable and strange, doesn't it? According to modest calculations, let's not go into details of who, where and how, but let's answer the question which many people are interested in. What kind of energy? How much? Well, if we translate this into an equivalent of electricity we are used to, and I will say right away that it's a completely different kind of energy, which has nothing to do with electricity, but for understanding we will translate it into electricity. Thus it turns out to be one billionth of a microvolt. Just imagine what a minuscule amount of energy this is but it is sufficient to keep particles in constant connection regardless of distance, and this connection is instantaneous. It violates all laws of physics, the theories of Einstein and of many others. But this exists, and it works. Thus, we are entering a completely different, beautiful world, so to say. So, in order to make it clear, let's say, a human body produces the energy which is used by entangled particles, again, I emphasize, is the equivalent of electricity in the amount of about 3 to 4 volts a day, depending on weight, age and so on. So, imagine how much of this energy our bodies produce, and we use it all the time. Thanks to this energy we have such abilities as regeneration, Thanks to this energy, the placebo effect works, and many other things. I mean, there's something that we know and understand, while there are things we'll still have to learn, expand, and apply effort to. But in any case, it's no longer science fiction. It's already our tomorrow, God grant. So there is nothing extraordinary here, right? But let's think, I'll put it this way, what benefit does this actually bring? You press a button and elementary particles immediately create everything you want. Do you want a pair of jeans? Here is a pair of jeans. Do you want a t-shirt? Here is a t-shirt. Do you want a sandwich? Here is a sandwich. A ring? No problem at all. And here again, what becomes precious is not, let's say, what we once considered to be precious. Again, those who studied molecular physics and a lot more, those who delved into it, will understand me, but now I will say something that will probably come as a shock to many people. Plastic will become the most valuable raw material. 
Also oil will be extremely valuable. That's what will be valuable. Well, gas will also be valuable. Yes, all hydrocarbons will be valuable. Why? They contain a huge reserve of those particles. And why plastic, the one that we throw away, the one that is in the oceans? Well, I think there will begin a serious competition for it in different companies as soon as this technology is introduced. We will not just devise a way to extract it from the ocean, we will devise ways to clear the fish of it, to remove it from human bodies and to clear the soil of plastic. Why? Let me explain, my friends. It takes less than half a kilogram of plastic to generate a kilogram of gold, pure gold. Many people will say, how is that possible? Half a kilogram cannot turn into a kilogram. It can. Why? Because the laws are slightly different. While the mass that we operate with is the result of what? This is the result of what? What do you think? Of gravitation. Absolutely right. And what is gravitation interrelated with? With the energy of real, with information. That is, we again return to that very energy we are talking about. So you see, we sort of already begin to understand something, right, friends? Again, what about the impact that comes to us from the outside, from outer space? What kind of power is that? Can it be used? It should be used. Anything that does us harm can bring us benefit, friends. This is interesting. This is really so. I'll give you a simple example. Let me digress a little bit to health. Let's talk a little bit about health. Currently it's a problem for us if we get sick or something else or have viruses. My friends, believe me, God grant that we have enough strength to build a creative society, then you yourselves will be chasing viruses. You will be asking someone infected with smallpox or something else to spit on you. Why? Because this is living energy. And when it is in the body, it's like, you know, I would say it's like winning at a casino nowadays. In addition, winning in a way that would even make the casino broke, so to say, make it go bankrupt. Why? Because a billion viruses that develop in the body, if you properly use the energy that is embedded in a virus, meanwhile, a virus has very interesting properties. Let's not delve into this, sorry, friends, okay? I'll put it simply. Through the use of certain technologies that allow us to completely scan our body and influence it informationally, by using those same powers, it's not a problem to transform our body. That's where viruses, fungi and bacteria are an additional source of energy that is already in our bodies. And those problems, which currently kill a lot of people, those are intercellular parasites, let's say, infections, I mean, not parasites, well, parasites as well. They are all a huge reserve. This is really a true asset, friends, which we can easily transform. What does it mean to transform? Okay, let's talk a little bit about that. I understand that questions arise. Well, we hear your questions, friends. So, let's start with a simple thing, just to make it clear. Any disease can be cured, this is clear. Any changes to the body can be made, that's clear. However, my friends, we say it straight away, 
There won't be such a thing, like in a movie that you lie down in a machine, and your body immediately changes. This is impossible at the current stage of society's development. I emphasize, at the current stage of development. And we take 5 to 10 years at the most. That's when we will be able to develop. It takes time to change, let's say, our body parameters, our anthropometry. Information comes in, this exerts influence. Well, let's say it again to make it clear, there is DNA and RNA. Information is embedded, all this is controlled. Each cell begins to work according to a new embedded program. It begins to behave in accordance with the new strains in the body, right? With parameters. For example, a person decided to change his appearance. Why hide it? Everyone is dissatisfied with something. Some people have too much of something, other people have too little of something. Some people want to change somehow, others want to lose weight. The problem of losing weight is a perennial problem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, nowadays we have to apply a lot of effort to that. Yes, exactly. If we use these technologies, we won't need to apply any effort at all. We should, as a supreme being, as a creation, let's say, as a king of nature, we should enjoy life, whereas nature is supposed to work for us, right? This is honest and fair, isn't it? So do I say, it's fair. Life should bring maximum pleasure. While the body has to be tuned in such a way as to transform everything we didn't like into something we like. Or to put it simply, let's take a simple example. There are 80-year-old grandma and grandpa. The grandma is 1 meter and 50 centimeters tall and weighs 120 kilograms. But she wants to be 25 years old, biologically meaning really, 25 years old. Plus, she wants to be 170 centimeters tall. She's tired of being 1 meter and 50. And with body parameters like nowadays, 36, 24, 36 inches, right? Well, she wants to be a model. Plus, at the same time, she wants to improve her ears, nose, lips, and many other things, okay? Well, to be on trend. Is that possible with modern medicine? Unrealistic. Yet, I will tell you that modern medicine is capable of doing up to 80%, I emphasize, up to 80% of this. And not many people know about it. Why? Because many technologies are not being introduced. But if we add new technologies to that, it will all happen quickly and beautifully. And the grandma, who is really 80 years old, will become young, beautiful and tall enough compared to her past height. But it will take time from 9 to 14 months. But even that is not the most intriguing thing, so to say. What the most intriguing thing is, I'll say a little later. Let's take the grandpa. The grandpa, well, what are his parameters? He's 1 meter 60 centimeters tall, weighs 45 kilograms. He's dried up, almost like a mummy. But he wants to be 1 meter 90 centimeters tall and 30 years old. 25 for a man is like, he's still a child, you know, right? So 30 years of age. More mature. Yes, more mature. And to have the body of a bodybuilder when he goes to compete, you know. Athletic build. Yes, very athletic. Is it possible? Easily. And this is really so. But it will also take from 9 to 14 months. Afterwards, it will be enough every day to... For example, if we install this equipment in a shower, in a shower cabin, I 
Don't see any problem at all. Every day when we take a shower, our body will be scanned and corrected, because bugs enter anyway. That's natural. Again, many will say, what bugs? Well, one topic arises after another, you see, so… There are a lot of follow-up questions, Igor Mikhailovich. And there are so many… I'm already restraining myself from interrupting Okay, you. I'll tell you what we meant by this question. What causes our bodies to grow old, my friend? A simple question, who will answer it? The growth hormone. What is the main function of the growth hormone? A lot of medical doctors will now say, that's elementary, stimulation of growth, development and so on. Well, let's just say yes. They are right, based on modern understanding. As soon as the growth hormone stops being produced, we start aging. What is aging? Destruction of cells. Right. Adaptation, gravitation, and so we turn from young and beautiful into old, decayed and so on, don't we? Guys, let's approach this from a little bit different side and look at how it really is. The main function of the growth hormone is like that of an antivirus in a computer. Genetics is actually responsible for our growth. Yes, I agree. But first of all, the whole program is recorded in our DNA. RNA, DNA, you know, that's where all the information is stored. If this information wasn't there, no hormone would do anything. Just nothing. So the main function of the growth hormone is exactly to ensure that waste products, let's say, failures in programs, those fragmented files, the real box, would be recycled and would not remain in the body. Thus, the body gets to a starting position for reproduction and everything else. As soon as we grow up and can already be responsible for ourselves, we should already think for ourselves, the body stops producing this hormone. Well, it continues to produce it, but quantities decrease sharply. And what do we start doing? Aging. Aging is an accumulation of broken files, just for you to understand. It's an accumulation of unnecessary waste information that actually hinders us, and the more it accumulates, the greater the failures become, and the more there are diseases and everything else. It's enough to clean the body, and it begins to flourish. So, just for you to understand, thanks to new technologies, that we can introduce, literally in five years, even starting today, let's say. This is no longer science fiction. It's already an absolute reality, friends. So these technologies can make this grandma and this grandpa not only young and beautiful, but keep them that way for up to 1500 years. For longer they cannot. As of today, or let's say for the next for the foreseeable future, I'll put it carefully, it's a little bit difficult to prolong it further, because a little bit different disintegration takes place there. But the human body is designed to exist for 1500 years. Just for you to understand, some people will say, it's again science fiction. Okay, let me ask you an even more fantastic question. And you, friends, will dig through, look and study. If you want to, you will find and confirm my words. Just for you to know, the human body is designed in a way that somewhere around the age of adolescence, from childhood to adolescence, all our teeth change completely, right? Baby teeth fall out and molar teeth appear. As they say, for a lifetime, right? For a lifetime, for the first hundred years. After a hundred years, our teeth should change again, and so it should be every hundred years. This phenomenon is observed in nature. 
Isn't that true? Yes, indeed. This is observed among very old people, among elderly people, as we understand it now. Exactly. It has been noted that this happens after 90 years. Right. It is actually designed for a hundred years. For some people it happens a little bit earlier, for others a little bit later. The processes of growing up are different, let's say. Therefore, our grandma, together with our grandpa, can exist as young, beautiful and absolutely healthy people for 1500 years without any diseases without any diseases at all, no Alzheimer's diseases, no obesity, nothing. Every day grandpa, without going to a gym at all, doing nothing, will wake up as an athlete in peak form. But again, this doesn't mean that this athlete will be able to repeat the same thing as the one from whom the information copy was taken, for example. Why? Because a real athlete also possesses a skill. You see, he prepares his body not only physically, but he develops certain skills. Well, in this case, a person can only get a body. It will be beautiful and fit, but without a certain skill, a person won't be able to live that very barbell correctly. Physically he will be able to do that, but he won't be able to do that technically. As for the skill, we already run into… Additional consciousness. Additional consciousness, right. But additional consciousness can be implemented in full scale only in the ideal society, because humanity must first cope with his own consciousness, learn to control it and only then take on additional consciousness. Otherwise, imagine… Well, I'll put it this way. You know, as people say, one mother-in-law is not enough, so you get another one. Something like that. One problem isn't enough, there will be an additional one. There will be much less benefit, yet much more harm. Right? There will be no room for the creative society anymore. There will be no more room for the creative society. Therefore, friends, these are not fairy tales, but an ultimate reality. That's why I don't understand people who doubt whether we need the creative society, who say, what about… and start arguing, you know, how will you… Regarding that very money, again, that very topic of medicine, you start talking to some people, they seem to be smart people, they seem to be professors, and they seem to have studied physics. But in fact, they do not understand elementary things. Why? Because they have been in science all their lives. But they are theorists, who believe only in what they read. They do not understand anything beyond that. They are unable to expand their consciousness, to perceive the information, that in fact already exists, if it doesn't fit into Einstein's theory, for example. Why? Because a person says, it is written, that is impossible. The speed of light has certain limitations, right? And that's it. This is impossible. And consciousness immediately rejects that. Yes. Again, regarding the fact that the human body is not capable of regenerating a lost limb, for example. Yet who says that the human body is incapable of regeneration? If this is already being done today, Let's not go into details, but, in fact, tissues that have been lost are capable of self-regeneration. The main thing, let me put it accurately, is to correctly create certain conditions on the wound surface, so that the cells would not self-organize. And this organization of cells on the wound surface contributes to the fact that the stem cells that are pulled up, the young cells, begin let's say, to assume the form of the tissue we have in our template. Let's call it this way, in other words, in the energy structure, or simply put in the DNA. But again, 
In that very DNA we are written, as in a hologram. This is so, friends. There is a huge amount of information in small structures, where everything is in its place. It's enough to change it, and all parameters change. As of today, this is already a known fact, too. Don't we currently know how to transfer information from a healthy body to a sick one? Haven't such experiments been conducted? They have been, and quite successfully. This is really so. However, it's impossible in the consumerist format. I mean, all of us suffer and do not get a great number of benefits which we could obtain already today, just because all of us, friends, are very stupid creatures. Maybe it's time to become smarter. After all, this is really so. In other words, we exist in the consumerist format, like monkeys, you see, it's like the experiment, monkeys with bananas. You know, when monkeys were placed in one room, bananas were put there, and when a monkey tried to reach for those bananas, people poured cold water on it, and this reflex was established. It's a well-known experiment. If anyone is interested, you can find it on the Internet and look it up, friends. We won't repeat it. But we are, indeed, like those monkeys. We were once told that a slave is a slave, and he cannot change anything. So, until today, we continue to exist in our slavish position and do not change anything, while we can really be happy, really free, and healthy, and look the way we want to. What else do we need? Yes, indeed, there is an understanding that, as you once said, we people, as if used this laptop or a tablet as a stand for that very frying pan. Although, in reality, Isn't it so? there are so many opportunities, that very oil is not just for burning, and our body itself has a lot of capabilities. Do you know what the most frustrating thing is? That because of such narrow-minded people who are also part of the electorate, we are forced to exist in the conditions which we exist in, you see? Moreover, the world has, as if gone crazy, like on purpose, you know, on the threshold of the apocalypse. They're simply flying off the handle, because if you look at the geopolitics, the economy and all around, hell knows what is happening. So why do we need such a horror, friends? Why are we given such a gift? Because we are the last generation. Yet together with you we can actually change everything. But we merely have uninformed people in our way. Yes, exactly. And a couple of idiots. A couple of idiots don't count. Why? If 90... And I'd like to say regarding the Creative Society. In fact, if people are properly informed and they understand what they will get, at least 99.9% support it, and then the project will advance faster. Let's say there is a black sheep in every flock, that's normal. Someone somewhere might not want the Creative Society, why? Because he wanted to become a king of the whole world. Why would he need our Creative Society when he wanted to rule us all, right? There are actually a lot of crazies. By and large, if we compare them to the total number of people, they are very few. But if all of us want to, how can this not happen? There is a profound understanding that, in fact, all these scenarios 
function according to the plan of directors, puppeteers, for as long as we are really uninformed. And it is very important for everyone now to share this very common sense with one another. You know, Tatiana, what kind of puppeteers can there be? Everyone is already confused. In the modern world, believe me, friends, all those who puppeteered are all confused too. Right now, it's a struggle for survival. Just look at what happened over this year alone. Just this year. After all, they've already stopped saying that the climate is not changing, haven't they? Everyone went quiet and sat down. They're sitting tight, breathing, and thinking about how to survive now. After all, this is really a disaster. And this is just the beginning, it's not yet a disaster. But there is a problem, you and I brought this up in the video, that even if we come to the understanding today that we can activate a counter-mechanism that people have really changed, that we have a prospect for development, that we have seized this in humanity, there is inertia. A lot of people will die anyway, because someone somewhere doesn't know something, because people don't know that we can live better, that we should, we must live better, that the world should be for humans. In the literal sense, God gave it to us, but not in the understanding we have now. We live, I don't know, like enemies towards each other. Constant filth, constant misunderstanding. You know, what I also like is that, after you and I talked about the monumental building where we should honor all the angels of peace, really the true angels of light, each of the volunteers and everyone who helped them, do you know what caused outrage? Why are the volunteers at the bottom? while those who fund them, the philanthropists, are higher. Why is it a stepped structure resembling a pyramid? Why are politicians at the very top? You see, as long as we have a lot of such idiots, everything stands still and doesn't move. After all, how can a person be so, let's say… Short-sighted. Why give epithets to what such people are, right? No matter what label we stick on a person, he won't become any smarter. There are actually a lot of such people. He or she doesn't like the fact that the structure is like that, and because politicians are at the top, who are living now and then, we exalt them for centuries to come. Guys, let me put it this way, pardon me, bluntly and openly. Imagine politicians in the consumerist format, who openly start talking about the creative society, isn't that heroism in your opinion? Do you think they do not deserve to be at the very top? In my opinion, they do. Because they go against everything, against the system itself, you see, against all the rules of the game. By becoming politicians, they not only sort of put an end to their political career in the modern consumerist understanding, but they also risk their lives, really, as well as many other things. There are more problems than you can imagine. It is extremely difficult at the moment for a politician to start talking about the creative society in a serious way. But in order to make it easier for them, we people must create an electoral demand. Then a politician's hands become untied, and then everything becomes easy. We say that we will vote solely for those who support the creative society. Imagine, 60% of a country's active voters declaring that. And that's it, the issue is resolved, right? Is that too much to ask, even if 51% of actual voters declare this? 
That's it, the country will change. The world will change if it happens in the whole world. Isn't that so? But you see, on the other hand, our human consciousness is, I would say, mean and geared towards self-destruction. After all, it is realistic as of today. Well, we mentioned just a part of what is possible of simple, elementary things, of those opportunities. Khalid, what is the purpose of extending life beyond the species limit? Now Tatiana expands on the topic. Yes, what is the point? It's elementary. Why are a lot of people needed in the creative society? I'll tell you this, friends, the 50 billion we mentioned is nothing. Let's do elementary math. The basic function of any colony is what? is to continue to colonize, to expand its territory. Yes, right. This is genetically embedded in us, in everyone. Why? We are part of this world. That's how animals behave, that's how fish, ants, mosquitoes and all insects behave, let's say. Isn't that true? It is, they multiply, expand and take over other territories. That's how we should behave. That's how all civilizations behave, normal civilizations. And our task is, let's say, to colonize other planets, only, excuse me, not to send people to Mars, but indeed to a planet with conditions that we as humans, who originated on such a planet, are used to. So we should go into similar conditions. They say it's hard to find and so forth. You know, it's like, what if… How many people does it take to colonize one planet? How to transport them there? Everything is elementary. Everything is really elementary. This is not science fiction anymore, but already a reality. For colonizing one planet, let's say, of our size, while a planet, friends, just so you understand, on which humanity can exist with an atmosphere, temperature, water, a planet like ours, where human beings would feel good and can exist without harm. Meanwhile, our planet is one of the smallest. There are almost no smaller planets, there are larger ones, but smaller ones are extremely rare. They do exist, but there are very few, already few. I'll put it this way, there used to be more of them, but they are already few. However, Earth-like planets, are numerous. So for colonizing one planet, even like ours, at least 10 million people are needed. That's the minimum. In other words, there is not enough of us. But a hundred million is much better. And what speed of space exploration will we have? A simple question. Many questions also arise on how to get there technically, how to deliver people on those ships. There are no questions. Yes, as of today, based on official science, we have a lot of, let's say, opportunities to get to Mars in the near future, perhaps even to finally fly to the Moon, and so on. But if we really look, there is everything, both opportunities and everything else. Let's suppose, how many ships are needed in order to move 10 million people? Well, let's take an ordinary particle replicator. After all, a whole ship is created instantaneously, for there is nothing complicated in this process. However, there is a point. We talked about the magic microwave oven, in which you can create a sandwich, a t-shirt, jeans and everything else. During the first 10 years of existence of the Creative Society already, well, 15 years after building the Creative Society, taking into account the transition period, our opportunities will surely be limited, friends, and we will not get away from that. Again, this is due to the capability to manipulate or extract 
that energy in the necessary amount which is the main energy, so to say. Well, let it be real, that very real, to make it clear. That is, we will be limited to the size of a shipping container maximum. We will not be able to get more than that during 10, I think, or 15 years. Well, afterwards, yes, it could be increased significantly to the size of, I would say, a good hangar in 10 to 15 years. Why? Because a lot has to be created here, on this planet, and a lot of what was destroyed has to be restored, so that it works as it is supposed to, in order for us to freely operate this energy. And, for example, already in the hangar, to print those very flying ships which can take on board a thousand people, or even more, and instantly transport them from one planet to another. But there is another point here. Based on the physics of Einstein and other Isaacs, we run into the problem that the speed of light is a limited value, right? That there is nothing faster than the speed of light. Right. But we've already talked with you today that particles connect with each other instantaneously. That as of today, the teleportation of particles is already yesterday's news. We are already mastering this in official physics, friends. It's a huge breakthrough for modern science. Well, in fact, if we look, then the relocation of that very ship, for example, from Earth will not work to relocate from point A to point B, the points A and B should be outside the atmosphere, then there are no problems for living organisms, meaning we can travel any distance without harm to our organisms. Whereas getting in and out of the atmosphere will still take a little time. And how long does such a trip take? Here again, Tatiana, it depends on how we approach this process, let's say, that in order to leave our atmosphere and then enter the atmosphere of another planet, well, this will take, let's suppose, a couple of hours for preparation for anything and everything. Why? Because precisely the exit from the atmosphere should be not so abrupt and on different engines in order to preserve our nature, in order for the process to be environmentally friendly, right? Well, even if it takes a few hours from one planet to another, that's not much. As for the travel itself, let's say, from our planet to another, it does not take any time at all. It just doesn't take any time, friends. What time is spent on this preparatory stage? Yes, the preparatory stage. You know, Ingrid Mikhailovich, people have actually had a great desire to explore space since the beginning of the space age. And indeed, this desire to expand territories is inherent in our nature. You know, of course it is inherent in our nature. Yes, it is inherent in our nature to expand and so on. Yet, in our society, back then, when memories of people were preserved, God knows when, there were just first records, people didn't know how to write yet, they drew. What did people draw? And what did they try to tell their descendants about? 
About space travel. Yes, exactly. Not just about the starry sky, of course. Of course. And even now, those who have been in space are so eager to go back there. They say we would do anything possible to go back to space again, that even mentality somehow changes there. They feel holistic. Yes, the perception there is different. Yes, exactly. A person perceives himself in space in a completely different way. This is normal. Why? Because… And here, it's not a paradox, it is reality. Here, thanks to our electromagnetic field, and the increased gravitational force, when they enter the orbit, there is also an electromagnetic field there, but it is rarefied. And again, the force of gravity is less. Consciousness affects less. Why? Because we are formed precisely in this very structure. And if we change it a little bit, even if they go up a little bit, if they enter the orbit, then a person already feels freer as personality. He doesn't understand, he doesn't know how to describe it, he doesn't know how to use it, but he lives. When a person returns to Earth, he understands that he is like, you know, visiting his mother-in-law, that he is no one, you see? That's why they long for freedom. Enormous opportunities expand before human when we build the creative society. They expand. Humanity has enormous opportunities. Every human has tremendous opportunities. So much time is freed up to direct one's life towards its true meaning. And how good it is for the environment. After all, we should live in symbiosis. We cannot exist that way in the consumerist format. This is only possible in the creative society, when again we manipulate that which is now garbage to us, right? Well, you know, to be honest, understanding and knowing it, when I fill up my car, I just look at it, you know, it's like feeding an elephant with diamonds, to put it frankly. Just burning it. Imagine that we have a crazy elephant who eats only diamonds, but thanks to him we can move around. Well, it's the same thing, friends. It's… it makes my heart bleed to see what opportunities we are missing out on and what we are doing to oil. We are not using it for its intended purpose. Yes, we need to heat, to build, to produce. Guys, there is FFG for that. An elementary thing. Recall physics, okay? When we had influence machines, if someone ever encountered one, we would spin it and, pardon me, get tens of thousands of volts by converting this energy. Well, they exist, there are such FFGs, they work, after all, we told you about them, not just us, there are plenty of them on the internet. It's all available, everything in this world is available, it's just that we are not allowed to use it. But in the creative society, we can and should use it, just look at the difference, right? We started talking about ecology again. Let's go over ecology a little bit. That's how idiotic we are. Friends, I'm sorry, but we are idiots. We are actually genuine idiots especially those who don't want to, let's say, live in the creative society. Let me clarify, here's a simple scenario. Tatiana, imagine you get up in the morning, you need to go somewhere, you put on a t-shirt, jeans, you go out, get a cup of coffee and a sandwich, a bun, what else, butter and… Cheese. Cheese, yes, such a standard set. Yes. Shall we go over this? Let's do it. Okay, let's start with a bun. A bun. Everything is so simple, isn't it? Now, friends, let's start with this. In order to plow the field, we need tractors. That's before we plow, before we sow, right? What are tractors? Tractors mean that we need to get ore, or scrap metal, melt it down, in smelting shops, at the plant. 
Then we have to produce metal out of it. Out of this metal, we need to mill or churn out parts for this tractor and other plants. We need plants that will produce rubber. We need plants that will produce glass. And so on. That's a lot of plants. Yes, exactly. To produce a tractor. Then this tractor plants wheat, then another tractor made at other plants. I repeat it, other plants as a rule. Harvests that wheat. And what happens next? We need to store it, store it shafts. We have to store it somewhere. That means elevators and everything else. Then it has to be milled into flour. Yes. Right? Well, that's another. And this is just one ingredient. This is just flour. Then, while it is transported, and it's all cars, it's all logistics, it is transported from place to place before it is delivered to a bakery, right? But what else does it take to make a bun? There should be baking soda, milk, something else, so that the bun tastes good, and sugar, so that it is sweet. And that's additional tractors, plants, processing and everything else. Look, what a chain is emerging, friends in order for our Tatiana to eat a bun. So many people have invested their attention in order to… How many plants we have built, what territories and areas we occupy, how much damage we have done to the environment of our planet. Yes, exactly. Think about this. And we haven't yet mentioned butter and… Cheese. Cheese, because they're also made at other plants. Clearly, cows are raised and everything else, right? Look how much, and this is just a bun. Let's move on. Jeans, okay? What did we say? A t-shirt, jeans, and a cup of coffee. Let's not go over plants and steamboats. Let's start with a simple thing. In order to produce a t-shirt and a pair of jeans for you to put them on, it takes about 10 tons of water for a t-shirt and a pair of jeans. That includes growing cotton, that's what the whole process takes. Can you imagine how much this is? 10 tons of water, and then we talk about shortages, right? And how much filth, how much, excuse me, waste ends up in our rivers, in our ground. After all, the amount of pollution is enormous. And a cup of coffee, that's approximately 140 liters of water, if we consider the whole process. Of virtual water, yes. Yes, for Tatiana to drink a small cup of coffee in the morning, it takes about 140 liters of water. What a breakfast! It took plants, steamboats and everything else. A lot of people will say, yes, but it's a one-time investment. It is a one-time investment, but every time we use this, we destroy our Earth, we damage our environment, and we harm ourselves. Is that the logic and meaning of our existence as humanity? Is it to destroy our own home? to shorten our own lives, and then we say, what's wrong with our health? Well, this is precisely what is wrong, my friends. In nature, everything is interconnected, but we can restore everything. We really can. Yes, the real green agenda is only possible in the creative format of society. Of course. Now one understands that. Absolutely. And I would put it this way, the true environmentalists should have been at the forefront of the creative society, but, excuse me, they have other goals and objectives. They're fighting producers over the environment in order to tax them as much as possible, isn't that so? It is. So that's where all the volunteering ends, when they stop being paid. Isn't that true? 
Well, in fact, friends, everything is simple. So, I'll just go back to Tatiana's sandwich and coffee, a t-shirt and jeans, so to say. After all, it is completely environmentally friendly. You can have it all with the push of a button. And the t-shirt will be ironed at that, you don't need to iron it. And it's new, it is freshly made. And its quality is like it is made of the best cotton, while in fact it is made of yesterday's garbage. That's why I say the most valuable thing will be garbage containers. We will even fight over them. Moreover, we'll compete over whose plastic, whose garbage, and everything else this is, in order to produce those very sandwiches with coffee and whatever we want and desire at the push of a button, while spending, perhaps, some part of a volt, a volt or a volt and a half in the equivalent of electricity. In fact, that energy is very valuable. Do you know what the most interesting thing is? The most interesting thing is that, be it a sandwich or no matter what we take, even a spacecraft, it is formed almost instantaneously from the inside out. The whole process takes milliseconds, meaning it's like a manifestation of a hologram, only in this case it takes an instant to appear in its place. And it can be hot, it can be cold, it can be partly hot or partly cold, anything you want. It can be a sandwich, Let's say, let's take a hamburger, which is absolutely hot, but it will have cold pickles in it, if you prefer it that way. It's all elementary. We can do it all, friends. This science fiction can become our reality. It's no longer science fiction, you see. It was science fiction not so long ago. But today it's an absolute reality. I'll tell the doubters once again. We already know how particles work and how they are interconnected. We, humanity, already teleport particles, and we know and can do many other things. So it is far from being science fiction. Just because someone doesn't know something, doesn't mean that others don't know it, you see? Well, anything is possible, friends. The truth is possible. The only thing that is missing at the moment is the creative society. That's what we lack. As you said, between me and this dream, there stands an uninformed friend neighbor. and neighbor. Quite right. So we have to fill this gap, and we will have everything, right? Right. Okay, friends, I want, I really want, I want to at least look at this world. Well, to live in it would be even better. And my wish is for all of us to live in such a world. You know, it's bad that people do not understand that this is realistic and it is possible. But we should act, right? Share common sense with each other. Absolutely right. So, friends, let's start with a simple thing. Let's love each other. Thank you. Thank you so much, Igor Mikhailovich. Thank you very much for everything. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you for being here. And thank you for understanding. Man, I really want to live in the creative society. Thank you, Igor Mikhailovich. We truly appreciate such huge support and inspiration, because it's true, you once said that, I don't know, you believe in us, in people, so much, and this really inspires us to act. 
And you know, with each and every new video, we feel more and more of this power of the Spirit to act, and there is more and more confidence at the level of consciousness as well that everything will work out. So thank you very much for your support on this part. Why thank me? It is people who should be thanked. After all, it's precisely you, friends, who are doing this. But if we want to, everything will work out. Do you know what the most important thing is? It's to have a goal. Without a goal, we won't do anything. But if we have a goal, there will be everything. Thank you, friends.